It's WrestleMania blow off right here on channelattitude.com, brought to you by Hamin Media Group. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental agriculture, it's a perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour, pure 100% underground. Powered by the emotion of self passion, this is how we get down. and welcome to the blow-off or shall i say the wrestlemania blow-off i'm your host jimmy <laughs> t <laughs> and my co-host as you could hear in the background him blowing the because it's called the blow-off obviously is evil dose himself jeff Lippman. welcome to the blow-off once again how are what you my friend? And, and how evil are you feeling you know what i'm not feeling so evil i'm feeling great this, this has been an exciting Night of wrestling already at the, the WrestleMania weekend. I, I don't care who you are. If you're a wrestling fan, this is what you look forward to all year long. Um, so, you know, I know WrestleMania isn't the greatest WrestleMania card of all time, but I'm, I'm still excited. I'm excited for the week. I'm strangely optimistic. Absolutely, man. And uh, you can also check us check us out, by the way, at theblowoff.com, just quietly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, Jeff. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we were just recording the Uncaged just just before, and our co-host Chris, Mister AMBS himself, doesn't seem to be too excited about WrestleMania weekend. But you know what, man? I am. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania, nevertheless. And um, man, already this weekend has been pretty exciting for professional wrestling fans. Am I wrong in saying that, Jeff? No, I think you're right. I mean. We had a you know WrestleMania kickoff with SmackDown, which had some WrestleMania type matches on it. Uh, there was the Hall of Fame. We had the SuperCard of Honor, which I think everybody who saw it was pleasantly surprised um, or enjoyed it if they weren't surprised. Um, I've heard good things about the Impact's Multiverse with uh, NWA and whoever else was part of it. I didn't see it. Uh, I've heard nothing about GCW or Control Your Narrative. Two things I'm surprised about, other than that the Briscoes won the GCW tag team titles. But uh, anyone has information on those things, uh, you can tweet me at IcarusFellMD because I'd like to know what happened in those shows and why and why it, it's so quiet. But uh, maybe RIP uh, GCW as being the number three promotion. Oh, I don't know about that, Jeff. That's, that's going a little too far. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But uh, I'm glad to report that I did receive a lot of GCW. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I just noticed you're wearing a Jeff shirt. I like it. Well, everybody's supposed to be lookalike. So this this way they can tell us <laughs> apart, even though the wrong Twitter address is there. <laughs> well, you're wearing a baby. Yeah, that's true. He is not DJ Mass Effects. That's me. And I'm not Jargo, clearly. But I will say, I'm also like not Jarko, okay. but you don't know I'm not DJ Mass Effects people. I could be. Well, that's true. That's true. He could, but... have, he could have been lying to you all this time. 
Well, it's a mystery, but if anyone knows how to switch sides when it comes to StreamYard, please let us know in the comments or email me something. Or, or if you know how to play piano, uh, you can call Jimmy because right. the piano is just collecting dust back there. Dude, that's my house. That's my piano, dude. It's a grand piano, no it's less. Beautiful. And uh, if anyone right. needs piano lessons, you can hit me up at DJ Mass Effects. But modern, modern contemporary. <laughs> Absolutely. But in saying that, um, we with GCW uh, that came up on my on my news feed. I'm not gonna lie. So it was Bloodsport, I believe that that was the event they were doing. Uh, I saw bits and pieces. I have watched the first few Bloodsports, and it's a cool concept. But the problem is, when you can see that shit is not like a shoot, kind of defeats the purpose of calling it Bloodsport. It is what it is. It's that's GCW for you. I'm well, still not sure if GCW. They had the, the For the Culture Collective today. And they, I mean, I'm not hearing anything about anything. And I, by the way, I follow like all of Shane Taylor promotions. I follow Mysterious Q. Sometimes he's Majin Q. I mean, it's it's not like I don't follow these these folks on Twitter. I mean, I, I should see these things just by accident without looking for them. That's true. I mean, you do have a point. But what I didn't see, though, Jeff, and I didn't even realize there was even an event going on, is control your narrative. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh because, like I said, our boy Blake Troop, he's he's part of Control Your Narrative, and that's awesome. I'm I'm happy for him. And you know what? They've got a decent kind of roster, right? But there I mean, are names on there that everybody. Knows. If you are a wrestling fan, you know who who a lot of these folks are. The, probably the only one you don't know is is who you just said, Blake Blake Troop. But every, I mean, uh, you'd be surprised, Jeff. I yeah. mean, he was an MMA guy before that too. I mean. Good he's point. got a name out there, believe me. He's friends with a lot of big professional well, wrestlers. I'm not a wrestling that, but... fan. I didn't say a sports fan. I, I distinguished right. the two. But yeah, you got EC3, you have Braun Strowman, Adam Sherry, you have Killer Cross, Austin Aries, Vincent uh, the Horror King, my good friend, uh, Flip Gordon, um, the former Killian Dane, whatever he's going by now, Eric Redbeer, who is Eric Rowan. I mean, I'm not saying the card was great. I'm not saying the show was intriguing or anything like that, but there's names on it. I mean, big names, you know, people who were, Braun Strowman was a world champion, what, two and a half years ago? Yeah, he was. Well, even less, I think, Jeff. So Could, could be. Time time moves differently during COVID. I mean, Cross was your two-time NXT champion, you know, within the last 12 months. Uh, you know, I'm just saying that there's a lot of people on there, but not a lot of talk. Um, even results, again, these are... It's not like I missed any of their promotional videos. They all found their way to my feed, but results, nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's true. As far as Control Your Narrative goes, I got no results either. Like I said, I didn't even know they were even doing a show. So, I mean, it is what it is. Good luck to them. Hopefully they, you know, they get themselves out there a little bit more, but it's going to be hard now that Ring of Honor is back as well under Tony Khan. So it is what it is. But you know what, Jeff? Let's start with some WWE. Did you did you watch SmackDown by any chance? I did. Yeah. What what, what happened on the show? What do you think? I mean, was it was it a decent go home show for WrestleMania? Um, it was decent. I mean, it was you know they they put on the Andre Battle Royal. It, it, a little bit underwhelming. No surprises in there. Uh, the, the surprise was the ending. I mean, I figured with Finn Balor as the U.S. Champion and Damian Priest in there as being the two biggest names in the match. That that's who it was going to come down to, and Damian Priest would turn full heel and do something dastardly to Finn to set up a match or a three way. But no, that's not what happened. Damian Priest lost earlier, 
Finn Balor was one of the final two. Uh, Madcap Moss eliminated both of the Dirty Dogs. Ciampa, by the way, was was the only guy from NXT in the match. I guess further furthering the thought that he's going to be on the main roster, but also sort of furthering his feud with the Dirty Dogs. Um, but anyway, so uh, Madcap Moss eliminated. The Dirty Dogs thought he eliminated Finn, didn't successfully eliminate Finn. Finn came in to be him. So you figure, okay, this is where Finn wins the Andre Battle Royal. Great, you know, terrific. No, Madcap Moss won the Andre Battle Royal. Um, <laughs> so, which was a little weird, uh, you know, especially during it, there was a little bit of Baron Corbin wasn't in the in the Battle Royal, but he came out to help uh, Madcap Moss, but he really didn't help him much. Well, he did a little, but it didn't all, all go right. And they seemed to be bickering and, you know, I guess... Corbin was saying, you know, win, do this or get rid of him. And Moss is, instead of fighting, he's looking at Corbin going, I'm trying, I'm trying. But anyway, <laughs> Madcap Moss won. They then had the Los Lotharios against Ricochet in a two-on-one. A uh, little subtext here was that, you know, the Lotharios weren't exactly getting along the whole time because they were trying to pin each other, of course, to win the title. And, you know, I mean, this this is one of the stupidest tropes that's repeated in wrestling. When you have a tag team in there and a, every man for themselves, the winner gets a title, and like apparently they have a plan to work together. I mean, what's the difference whether they face each other when the third guy is in there or just when it's the two of them? At some point, one of them has to beat the other. So anyway, Ricochet won. Spoiler. Still your, uh, your champion. Um, we had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Uh, against the Usos. I think it was one Uso against one of them, but but the reason I don't really know is because it didn't matter because Austin Theory came down and threw ice on um, uh, Pat McAfee. It's the second time Austin Theory attacked Pat McAfee, and the first time Pat McAfee chased him back and kicked open Mr. McMahon's door, and Mr. McMahon said, are you crazy? Do you want me to fire you? Do you want me to cancel your WrestleMania match? So in that order. Uh, the canceling the WrestleMania match was the big threat. Um, so Michael Cole was restraining uh, Pat McAfee the second time. So as uh, Austin Theory is backing up, Finn Balor came down and started beating up Austin Theory from behind. So it became a six-man match, of course, which is WWE, you know, the rule. Anyway, the heels won. Austin Theory uh, pinned uh, Finn Balor. So there was no consequence to anyone in the in the SmackDown tag team title match. We had the women's match. Um, Naomi and Sasha defeated, uh, pinning pin Queen Zelina. The other two tag teams were outside watching. Um, that was basically SmackDown. There were a few commercials. I mean, they obviously did a, like a little package on Ronda, who was sparring with Shayna Baszler. They did, you know, a, a, um, a Charlotte promo. Um, you know, they did a recap of some of the stuff, you know, as you would expect before WrestleMania. But, I mean, did you miss anything by missing it? No. Uh, but were there, were there things on it to, you know, make it interesting enough for a Friday night before WrestleMania? Yeah, it was it was okay. But it wasn't like, whoa, that's the go-home show. I got to get WrestleMania now. But it, it was fine. And then it led straight into the Hall of Fame. But, I, I you know, I didn't watch that because I had duties, which included watching Rampage. Right, absolutely, and I've I've been wanting to catch the Hall of Fame myself as well because apparently Undertaker's speech was apparently going by the IWC is the best Hall of Fame speech in the history of the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, have you, yeah. did you catch anything with Undertaker or 
No, just just the same things you saw. I mean, obviously not because I was watching SmackDown, the Rampage, and then uh, right. I also watched the Ring of Honor uh, show and keeping up with stuff there. And we did Uncaged before this, and you know, when we're in the wee hour, so something had to give. I'm not mm-hmm. really big into watching Hall of Fames. Period. I don't watch the Oscars. I don't. I'm not really that interested in award shows. But I'll, I'll, you know, I'm sure they will replay his speech in its entirety. 17 more times on Peacock during the course of this week. And I, I'm really not worried about missing it. I, I'll see it. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some some uh, Hall of Fame speeches have been great. But, yeah, I agree, man. I mean, it's it's hard enough just catching up with all the professional wrestling over WrestleMania weekend as it is. And, you know, I, and believe me, I want to watch everything, but I just – I just can't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully okay. after we do the blow off, I'll catch up with some things right before WrestleMania. But speaking of WrestleMania, Jeff, yeah. oh, and before we do move on to WrestleMania predictions, I just want to ask, was there anything with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown at the very least? No, no, no just, just, just recap stuff. Really? So there was, they weren't on the show at all? I, I didn't see them. Oh, that's strange. Oh, Anyway, well, well, let's move on to WrestleMania predictions, and we'll obviously start with day one for WrestleMania. I mean, I assume that they were both at the Hall of Fame ceremony itself. Yeah, I guess. I mean, were they running at the same time? I think so. The Hall of Fame was live, right? I mean, but I mean, you have to get there. You get your seat. You go through security. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure they could have really, you know, they could have done it logistically if they wanted to put them on at the beginning, but. They'd be right. in their trunks. They got changed into tuxedos or whatever. Uh, you know, I, th- I just, no, I, I just think they, you know, there's probably a cocktail hour and there's probably photo shoots and, you know, they were probably doing press and things. Yeah, interesting. Well, let's get into predictions, Jeff, because we do have two nights to cover. So let's start with day stand one. Stand and deliver. Uh, are, are oh, yes, stand, stand and deliver. Yeah. Well, do you want to do stand and deliver predictions first? You're the boss, man. Let's go with WrestleMania and we'll work our way down all the way to Supercard of Honor, you know, when we'll start talking about that. So let's start with WrestleMania day one. I'll go from the top. We'll go from main event to the bottom. I'm assuming is the main event, which is Raw Women's Championship between Becky Lynch, who's your champion, versus Bianca Belair. Obviously, this one's pretty obvious. I think we're going to go with Bianca Belair. Or do we go with Becky Lynch? Actually, well, Jeff, I mean... Well, it's not going to be the main event. The Stone Cold Kevin Owens show is going to be the main right, event. And, right. and Ronda Charlotte's probably going to be the uh, the penultimate match. But no, it, it, I mean, Bianca has to win this. This has to be the, the culmination of her hero's journey from being screwed at SummerSlam to now. Yeah, I agree, man. So we both go with the Bianca Belair. And keep in mind, this is night one. I wouldn't be surprised if they try a double turn, though, or something with her hair. Like, I Neither think it's would I. Ready to go. And I'll tell you why I I sort of get a feeling of that as well. Because first of all, she already got a WrestleMania moment last year, did she not? Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. So why do we need to see her get her WrestleMania moment twice, two years in a row? Well, I mean, it's just the story. But uh, I mean, no one's really buying Becky as a heel. It's not really working. Bianca as sort of the happy baby face doesn't work. She could do the jock baby face, but she's not. Um, right. and her whole gimmick is I'm the best, which is sort of a heel thing. I don't know. And the hair just gets in the way. I mean, more people use it against her than she uses uh, offensively, but 
Yeah, now Bianca has to win, and and I don't think there'll actually be a double turn because I think this year's WrestleMania is all about making the crowd feel happy and cheer, and and having families watch, you know, on Peacock, you know, and and you know, getting four or five million people to watch instead of the usual, you know, two or three million or whatever, or whatever they normally get from for WrestleMania to get like thirty percent more because that's going to be your your family night in instead of your night out. I agree, no doubt about it. Well, then we move on to the Miz and Logan Paul. Versus the Mysterios in Rey Mysterio and and Dominique, uh, I guess the Mysterios. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how little I care about any of this. I, I I don't like anyone in this match whatsoever. What Jeff? You don't like Rey Mysterio? Never did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the Mysterios are going to win. It's because Logan Paul turns on the Miz. You know, he'll knock him out with a punch, leave him there. You know, going back to the Cleveland thing. You know, and you know maybe he'll even give Rey Mysterio you know, back a mask or something out of respect. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mysterio's win and then the Miz is the butt of the joke again. Yeah, I agree again, once again. And I, I don't even know, this match has been a shit build in my opinion. But anyway, it is what it is. But let's move on to Seth Rollins versus to be announced. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, TBA can be C-O-D-Y? It can be, but you know what? It, if it's if it's Pharaoh, if it's Brandy, <laughs> whoever to be announced is is winning i i don't care who it is whoever it is, is winning. yes i think it's cody as well i've been saying it's cody for weeks it's probably going past a month now i got you know there's like time moves differently but yeah Co- cody's winning despite what my other tag team partner big daddy cool thinks that seth is a star and vince likes to make people do their penance no, he, he's living in he's living in the past. He's living in a different war. This is an entirely different war. When you pluck the competition's biggest star, you got to make them look like a bigger star. Um, and WCW was already out of business in bankruptcy court when Vince got <laughs> WCW. AEW is very much an ongoing concern, which may have in you know, which for all intents and purposes has picked up another promotion. I agree. Well said, actually, Jeff. And I think I'm going to go with TBA as well, whether it's Cody, whether they swerve us. I do think they might swerve us, though, Jeff. I think well, they'll throw in. Who are you no, swerving? No, no, no. Do, do you want us to wait, wait, wait. give like our top three swerve possibilities? No, no, no. Well, no, no not exactly. I do think, though, it will be Cody. No okay. doubt, right? Uh-huh. But I also do think they will introduce maybe someone else first just to yeah. – it could be Jeff. It could be Jeff. But uh, really? All right. Well, go ahead and do that if you have to. I can't I can't right? work. I can't work the camera. I can't figure out how backwards works. I can't work. <laughs> I can't figure out reverse images. I'm not smart enough for that. <laughs> well, guess what? I can't even figure out pause <laughs> during the show. Can you believe that? But if I you thought do you were gonna say to go... you can't figure out porn. So <laughs> well, there's that too. But <laughs> if you do need to go, Jeff, I can put on a little break. If you oh, like. no, that wasn't a signal I need to take a number one. I was oh, just saying okay. that Jeff's right, number right. one. Maybe, oh. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm the swerve. Maybe I'm looking to be announced. <laughs> well, honestly, maybe it is you. But I do think it could be they could bring someone like a Gilberg just for a shit stir, which would be funny, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's Gilberg, but just someone other than Cody. And then you hear the Kingdom song hit. You know, or could be Goldberg. That, that could be a swerve. I'm, I'm hearing Bray. You know, I, I'm hearing all sorts of things. But it's Cody. if it's Goldberg, it would be a shitstorm. Oh, oh a my shit god! Story. If it's Bray, I think the fans would be actually quite happy and excited. 
I, I would complain. I would much rather be Bray than, than Cody. But if it's not Cody, though, Jeff, I mean, the fans have been chanting on Raw and SmackDown for Cody. Everyone's expecting Cody. Mm -hmm. If it's not Cody, they have totally shot themselves in the foot. Although I could see Vince laughing and laughing hysterically, like, (laughs) I never thought it was Cody. He he (laughs) might actually die. He'd laugh so hard. Yeah, no, (laughs) I I agree. I mean, yeah, it, it needs to be Cody. It should be Cody. I would rather be the fiend. But I don't. I, I don't think that most people would feel the same way. I wouldn't be surprised if it is the fiend. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Either way, it could either be the worst kept secret in the history of professional wrestling, or the biggest disappointment. We'll wait and see. Hmm. So this is definitely happening night one, right? You're selling Absolutely. the drama. You're selling I'm selling the drama. the drama. Hey, they sold me the drama too. I'm. I'm curious. I want to know. No, but going doing- from. Going from a mysterious matchup to, uh, I guess, a happy matchup between Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Surely Drew wins this match. Drew wins this match. Uh, the only question is whether or not Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss split up at this match. I don't think it happens at this match. I think it happens at the SmackDown following, but nobody cares about any of this. Jimmy Crack Corn, and I don't care. So, yeah, you're right. It will be definitely Drew McIntyre that gets a win. Whether there's a split, we'll see. We move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship between the Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso, that is, who are the champs, versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. However, Boogs does it. I can't do it. I think we crown new champions. Yeah. So I do too. I mean, I've been calling for this, that they were going to be a tag team act before Nakamura lost the Intercontinental belt, which is why I was so sure he was going to lose the Intercontinental belt when he could get healthy because they've been dying to make them a tag team act. And yeah, I think I, I think that the Roman Empire falls tonight, if not in full, at least in part. And yeah, so since I've been calling for this for weeks before they were even a, a tag team, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it and, and say that I'm prescient. But I've heard a lot of people thinking the Usos are going to retain. I, you know, I guess you can't really bet against them, but that's just not the way I, that's just not the way I see this going. I, I think this is a, about the happy, happy cheer, cheer. I agree 100%, which is funny, Jeff. We haven't gone, we've, we've actually picked the same things so far. So that's, that's, and I guess the next match is also pretty predictable. And it's for the SmackDown Women's Championship between Charlotte Flair, who's your champion, versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, surely Rousey gets the win here? I, I agree, but stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> well, so we just move on to the main event, apparently, of all um, of all WrestleMania, supposedly, between Stone Cold Steve Austin, who appears on the KO show, hosted by... Kevin Owens. Mm. What happens here, Jeff? Do we get a little matchup like we did with The Rock and Red Beard, I think it was, a few years back at WrestleMania, which was, I believe, also in Dallas when that match happened? Or do we get, you know, Stone Cold on the KO show, which leads to a whole bunch of stunners and everybody leaves happy while he's drinking beers? Um, I, I Steve Wise's. I don't think it's really going to be either of those things. I mean, there's definitely be his new lager is going to be prominently displayed. I mean, I think it's going to start as the KO show, but there's never going to be a show. Kevin Owens may start talking, but I think Stone Cold will cup him, you know, on both the years with with foamy beers. 
start kicking him and it'll it'll be like a street fight and it'll it'll go all over the place there'll be a lot of kick kick stomp stomps you know kevin owens will get very little offense in. he'll take some crazy dives at some point he'll walk into the clothesline from hell at another point he'll get the spin rooney he'll walk right into the the you know the sweet chin music another stunner he will get pinned somewhere it doesn't matter you know maybe they'll sanction him maybe they won't it doesn't matter the only question i have is whether or not when he thinks he's finally safe and sound if he bumps right into the, the undertaker and takes a tombstone also that, that that's the only question in my mind interesting i do think we'll get an undertaker appearance definitely at this point could have been well there's also talk that it possibly could be undertaker being the opponent for seth rollins even say no i i, I mean that would be I a don't. big disappointment <laughs> I, I i just no I, I don't think so Let's hope not, because that's bad business for not just Taker, but also WWE. So let's move on to night two. And we start with the title versus title unification match, which is Roman Reigns, your universal champion, versus Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion. This one's hard, man. This one's tough, because you can go either way. Do, I, I, do we go with Brock or do we go with Roman? I'm not Whoa. sure, but I'm leaning towards Roman here. I think most people are leaning towards Roman. Um, I'd say that I, either way, I think it's great. Um, but, you know, I think that Roman needs a rest. I do think that the Roman Empire That's is right. going That's to fall me. and regroup. I think that they want to end WrestleMania on the feel-good moment. Again, the cheer, cheer. Uh, I think not only is Brock going to win, but the Usos are going to try to come out and interfere. And you know who's going to interfere and stop them or save him? Save the Rock. Stevenson. Oh, God, no. I know everyone thinks The Rock is going to be there. Maybe. I mean, I know that everyone because they think it's going to, it's set in stone for next year. I'm not so sure. I think The Rock has a lot of things going on. Like The Rock maybe would, but I think that the Usos come in and Gable Stevenson, whether it's with his, whether it's with Kurt Angle or with his brother oh, or whatever, the day that they stop the Usos and, uh, you know, and, and Brock, you know, shows respect to Gable Stevenson. But I think you're going to see Brock standing tall and there's going to be at least one Olympic gold medalist there. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a big possibility, although that takes away some heat from Brock Lesnar, in my opinion, and I don't think he'd be happy with that, personally. I but don't, I don't think he cares. I, I think I think he at this point he knows whatever he does, people love it. Well, one thing's for sure. I think you're right about Roman Reigns. I mean, he, I've heard rumors for quite a while now that he does want to take a break. So in saying that, I think I will go with Brock. Brock to win both championships. Does that mean we get him now on Raw and SmackDown if he does win? For a very little bit. This is not going to last very long. I mean, whatever this unification is, there's two networks that both pay over $200 million for these shows per year. Um, they're, they're not going to accept one title, especially from Brock, who's part-time, or Roman, who's probably going to scale back some. And really, let's face it, all of the top-tier stars right now are in their mid forties or older, you know, you've got your edges, your AJ styles, uh, you know, uh, who, who else? I mean, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, uh, Cody or Seth might win money in the bank and they're, they're younger, but, uh, I don't know. No, I, I, whatever this is. Yeah. I think you'll have Brock appear, but not perform on both, not wrestle on both shows, but whatever the, whatever this unification is, it will be less than half a year. Well, speaking of mid-40s, guys, <laughs> the, our next match is Edge versus AJ Styles. Um, we've, uh, I think I'm going to go with AJ on this one, dude. I, 
All of the prevailing wisdom should say that Edge is the part-timer. He's got limited matches per year. AJ is the younger of the two, although he's not young. AJ is the full-timer. Um, a you know AJ, while he's actually picked up more wins, he's had prominent losses. But they have a new character for Edge. He's got the new music. He's got the new look. He's got the scales of justice. They just filed a trademark for something called Grand Jury, which... At first, I thought it was going to be the tag team that attacked the Creed brothers. But then when I saw him with the scales of justice um, and I heard Grand Jury was trademarked, that's a little bit of a coincidence, a little bit on the head. Um, maybe they want to get you know their own version of maybe a more adult version of the Dark Order. Damian <laughs> Priest seems like someone they're trying to turn into a heel. Um, you know, and and you know, and he could benefit by being with Edge. This is a very long way of saying, even though everything tells me it should be AJ, I still think it's going to be Edge. He's the bigger star, and and he and AJ can come back from anything. And and I don't know, they're they're doing something with Edge, and I'm not really sure what they're doing with AJ other than making him be the guy that makes people look good. Yeah, and, and that's the problem because I feel that AJ needs to get a big win, and I think this is his time to get that big win because it's been a while, Jeff. So I'll, for once, I think we're both going to cross over here. It's okay. Jeff is going with Edge. I'm going with AJ, and we'll just see what happens. So then we move on to the Women's Tag Team Championship between if Queens and Edge Lina. Styles. That could be like a place where you got your hair cut, Edge Styles. Edge Styles, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good name for, for, a, for a barber or a hairdresser. Shot, right. whatever you wanted to call it, trademark pending, bitches. <laughs> trademark pending, oh, absolutely. So, like I was saying, we we've got a women's tag team championship match between Queen Zelina and Carmella, who are your champions, versus Naomi and Sasha Banks, versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley and uh, what's her name, Liv Morgan. I think this is where they're going to get their little shine and we're going to have new women's tag team champions. Disagree. Uh, this is all for Sasha and Naomi. Naomi for this this the, the struggle she's been going through, being on the sidelines for so long, and then this whole Sonya thing. Sonya's not been around, and it's to put a belt on Sasha to keep her away from the world title picture for the next six to nine months at least because they've got you know all these women floating around up there. Um, Rhea cannot possibly be the tag team champion again with Liv Morgan. I mean, she already had a bad experience with an undersized under underachiever. So I actually think that Liv Morgan will might go batshit or one of them's going to turn on the other one. Uh, Shane and Natty are just there to make sure that the match doesn't go completely haywire and make sure it stays in the ropes when they're supposed to. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Sasha and Naomi. Um, to win the belts i'll stick with ripley and morgan so yeah another one where we disagree well then we move on to pat mcafee versus austin theory pat mcafee for me surely yeah, yeah. i mean there's not much really to say about this match other than that so then we move on to sammy Zayn versus johnny knoxville jesus there's a lot of crap on day two i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of bullshit on this card Fast sports entertainment it, this is your sports entertainment night, definitely. I'm gonna go with Johnny fucking Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a it's a anything goes match. It's it's not a question of who. It's a question of how. 
and how is and how crazy the Rube Goldberg machine is, whether or not yeah. Sami Zayn falls into a giant birthday cake, which cuts open a cord, which releases balloons, which when they pop, freeze a bunch <laughs> of birds, and and then an anvil falls on his head, or you know, a bowling ball, fall, you know. It's gonna be like that scene in the Naked Gun where O.J. Simpson, you know, they all shoot him, and like his, his hand goes on wet paint, the windowsill falls on his fingers, he steps in a bear trap, he he burns his his arm on a ke hot kettle of tea. You know, it, God it, damn it, Jeff! This will be like where they use those uh those CGI graphics for Riddle's birds to come out of his feet, and you know, Sammy will have like uh, band aids and a plus sign, they'll have no sail signs in his eyes, uh, stars floating around his head. Yeah, this. Yeah, so yes, Johnny Knoxville. I can't believe what you just said. <laughs> but it is what it is. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, it is what it is. We move on to the raw tag team championship matchup between RK Bro, who are your champions, versus the Street Profits versus Shush Alpha Academy. Um this one's tricky. I would say RK Bro, but I think maybe the Street Profits will get their comeuppance over here. What do you think, Jeff? Well, the street profits are, are turning heel, so they're not, they're not going to get their come up. And they're, they're, and I I know that everybody thinks that the RK Bros are going to break up, and they will one day, but it's not going to be it's not going to be Sunday. I think that they're going to keep it. They're working too well together. Uh, that's why they're turning the street profits heel. Uh, so there's something else going on there. And the Alpha Academy is over as they are. They 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 they're still a B team. Um, so, yeah, I think the RK Bros keep it, and you know, they stay with their feel good thing. They can they can break them up at any time. Yeah, okay, I think you've convinced me. All right, well, let's go with RK Bro. I think you're right. Next, we move on to Bobby Lashley versus Omos, and let me just say, no one's really been talking about this online, and I've said this from when this happened back at uh, Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to say it again. I think Bobby Lashley's injury was all a work, dude. He was never injured. I think this is all a cover-up just because he lost the WWE Championship as quick as he did once again to Brock Lesnar because Bobby Lashley has said it himself. He said, if he doesn't agree with shit, he won't do it. He, he won't do it. It has to make sense. It's hard for me to believe that he would have agreed to drop the belt once again to Brock Lesnar and I'm going to stick to it. I actually think it was a work. But in saying that, Omos gets the win, I think. I don't think it was a work. Um, I think he came back. He's putting off surgery. I think he's going to get surgery. This is supported by when I saw him Monday night, the left side of his of his body. His left arm was smaller than his right arm. He's, he's never been anything other than perfectly symmetrical before, um, like perfectly symmetrical. You know, like Rusev isn't, and then like you know how Orndorff used to have one arm a lot smaller than they are from atrophy. Anyway, um, I think they've been trying to turn Bobby Lashley face for they've been toying with it for six months now. I don't know why he's been so great as a heel. He was so great with the Hearth business. He's so great with MVP. But I think the injury is real, and I think he's going to do some crazy feat of strength where he's going to pick up almost, you know, try and get him in one of those vertical suplexes, hold him there for a while. And his old friend MVP is going to screw him, hit him with the, his walking stick, his cane, right there in that shoulder. He's going to fall flat down, almost is going to fall on him, get the win. MVP re reforms the hurt business with almost maybe with Cedric and Shelton. I don't know. Probably doesn't matter. Um, what I would love is 
if Bobby Lashley almost went to a time limit draw, you know, if it was a 20 minute timeline, but the matches are an hour. So we know that's not going to happen if they could somehow do a mutual respect kind of thing where they became the new hurt business. But that that's, I, I, I can't have nice things. I can't have things that nice. So almost could use a spoke per, spokesperson. They can always turn Lashley heel again, which they should, but I don't know. They're, they're, they're trying to do what they're trying to do. And anyway, so I'm going to go with almost, but because Lashley gets screwed, that's how he's protected. He really gets the surgery and goes away for three months. Well, that's wishful thinking, Jeff. And and that sounds better too. I would love that. But they won't do that. They just won't. And you're right. I think MVP will turn on uh, on Lashley. And we do get, I don't know if it's a new hurt business or what's going on there, but obviously Omos needs a mouthpiece. And I think MVP would be that perfect mouthpiece. But well, I still see he rapped. He, he, he did Jay-Z. He rapped Jay-Z. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. But I'm just saying still. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but that that pretty much covers WrestleMania, and I think we need to move on to Ring of Honor now. Go, actually, mate, actually, sorry, let's go NXT Stand oh and Deliver, right? Yep. So let me just get the card up, just so you know. I see what's going on. Stand and Deliver, and uh, where is it? God damn it! It's also in Dallas. Well, obviously, it would be where <laughs> where else would it be? Stand and deliver, la diddly wop wop, la diddly wop wop. I mean, I'm hearing Triple H was also back, actually, in the back, Jeff. Did you hear anything about that? No, but I, I would fully expect he was there. I know that he had a meeting with the, with the talent and Nick Khan where they said, you guys can start doing certain third-party yes. days again. You can do cameos and Twitch and stuff like that again. So, you know, re- releasing some of the shackles. Uh, you know, one of the big criticisms and, and probably one of the bigger mistakes that, that they've made in, in a lot of ways, and if nothing else, in making themselves more vulnerable to, to uh, we're not independent contractors, <laughs> you know, <laughs> type of claims. I'm surprised they've backtracked on that, to be honest with you, especially I can't imagine that they would be cool with an OnlyFans account, though. Depending on what their talent it's actually only fans. I think I think that I mean they, they have like a list, and I'm sure like OnlyFans probably isn't one of them, or it's gotta be PG. I mean, there, there's gonna be parameters to it, but it's still, I mean, listen, it, everyone likes to think that they ignore all the noise they hear about all the wrestlers wanting to leave. Two wrestlers basically walked out on their contracts, you know, everyone's saying it was a prison and whatever. And you can ignore that noise for as long as you want, but when nobody seems to be happy. That's a problem. And wrestling is their core business. They make their money through everything else. But at some point, the, the wrestling product has to be good. And, you know, there was a, some poet who wrote, it, the, when the center cannot hold, things fall apart. And they have to, they have to build their center. No, I agree 100%, man. Well, let's move on to Stand and Deliver 22. And that's NXT Stand and Deliver. And let's go with match number one. I'm assuming it's match number one. But for your tag team, or your women's NXT Tag Team Championships, whose toxic attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, who are your champions, versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I'm going to go with uh, Dakota and Raquel, I think, in this matchup. Jeff, what do you think? Well, well it's Raquel, but yes, oh, I agree. Raquel, Raquel, whatever. The, the faces. Okay, Jim A. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, Jeff, you got me. You okay, got gimme. Me. <laughs> gimme. Anyway, so 
we'll just move on to match number two, which is a fatal five-way ladder match for your NXT North American Championship between Kamala Hayes, your champion with Trick Williams, versus Santos Escobar, versus Solo Sokoa, versus Grayson Whaler, versus Cameron Grimes. I'm going to stick with Kamala Hayes, actually, Jeff. I am too. I think Cameron Grimes is going to come so close and Trick Williams is going to screw him and break his heart and his dead father's heart, which is going to be oh, the next God. feud that nobody's going to care about. Uh, but yeah, Carmelo Hayes keeps this title. There's no reason to take it off that guy. He, he d- Despite being of diminutive stature, he's a star. Absolutely. I agree, man. I'm a big fan of his too. We move on to a, just a normal plain Jane singles match between Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. It's a battle of the Hey, Italians. Uh, I guess Tommaso Ciampa goes over in this match, surely. I'm saying Tony D's going over. Ciampa's yeah. going to do the honors. Either either he's either he's moving up to the main roster. I'm not sure if he is or if he isn't. But either way, Tony D'Angelo can't lose two feuds back-to-back with NXT 1.0 people. If, if they're going to build anything <laughs> around him, he's got to beat Dude. someone. He lost to Pete Dunne, Butch. He's got <laughs> to beat Ciampa. Champa, Champa can take losses. It doesn't matter. I'm going to stick with Champa because D'Angelo is nothing more than your Brooklyn Brawler 2.0. I said well, it, but they don't think that. At least not yet. Do I, they? Mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think anything about Wheeler Yuta, but well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, we will. Well, we get a fatal four-way match for your NXT Women's Championship up next between Mandy Rose, your champion, versus Cora Jade versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. I'm going to go with Io Shirai once again to become your new NXT Women's Champion. I'm sticking with Mandy Rose retaining, and I'm going to go one further. I think Cora Jade is not working out as a face. She turns heel and joins Toxic Attraction as sort of as as the mean young girl. Hmm, Interesting. We'll, We'll wait and see what happens there. Well, we move on to a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships between Imperium Fabian Akna and Marcel Bartel, who are your champs, versus the Creed brothers, Brutus Creed and Julius Creed, with Malcolm Bivens versus MSK, Nash Carter and Wesley. This one's a lot harder to actually pick for me, man. But I'm going to go with MSK. I am too. And I agree, it's hard, but the, the fact that the Creed brothers are being stalked by someone will play <laughs> into it. Whether it's one of these teams or another, somebody's going to interfere, distract them, cost the match. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a stab in the back by Roderick Strong and someone else or Malcolm Bivens. Doesn't even matter who it is, to be frank. Could be the dirty dogs for all I care. Uh, but that, that'll cost them. Uh Imperium, I feel like maybe it's time for them to move to the main roster. There's you know, they're not special, but they're a very workmanlike team. They can be like the new FTR there. You know, you can give them titles, Absolutely. you don't have to. Even but better, Jeff. Possibly. Uh, possibly i mean they're certainly more dynamic um oh, i agree and i think ultimately gunter if he's still gunter will join them up there i think he'll i think it'll be a little bit yet for him but um yeah i'm gonna go with you i, I think msk as well they well, finally got them cheered the, again for sure definitely you know and it was it was hard it was but they've they've managed to get there but speaking of gunther we move on to match number six in a just a normal singles match between la knight Versus Gunther, this is an easy one. Obviously, Gunther. 
Yeah, Gunther's going to win, but LA Knight is going to. It's going to. This is going to be like a forty-nine fifty-one. There's going to be. He's going to have plenty of offense. He's going to look good in it, and he'll be on Raw Monday night or SmackDown Friday night. And him, him and NXT needs to be done. It's time to pull the trigger on the guy. He's 38, 39 years old. Yeah. Looks like a million bucks. Can talk. Yeah, everyone says he he sounds like the, the Rock. Has facial expressions like <laughs> yeah, Claire and has, and has the intonation of Stone Cold. So that's a pretty good combination. That is a very good combination. Except, is he really that good? I don't know, but he's good. No, I've but been he's a good, fan of his for a long time. For twenty twenty two, he's good enough. I agree. Well, we move on to your main event, which is a singles match for your NXT Championship between Dolph Ziggler, who's your champion, versus Bron Breaker. I think Bron Breaker gets his win again here, surely. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get his title back, and his his father and his uncle are going to come in and hoist them up on on his shoulders. Yeah, this is going to be oh, his. God. This is going to be his WrestleMania light moment. God damn it, Jeff! Of course he will, right? I mean, I mean, do you like the fact that he's that Ziggler even became NXT champ? Um, I don't mind. I, I mean, it, it, I, I didn't. I didn't feel particularly strongly about one way or another. I mean, I guess it's better than you know, him beating Ciampa or someone else that they haven't really decided which way they want to go with them. I mean, what was going to be Loomis or Cameron Grimes, who you, you knew be enhancement talent. So, I mean, at least it was shocking. No one expected it. it gave Rude a little bit more work. You know, they they did a little, you know, it, it sort of felt like it deepened the, the the rosters a little bit just by having that, that extra interplay with two other, two new faces on, on whichever shows they were on. Um, so I, I didn't think it was like, you know, Dolph Ziggler is sort of the guy, like when you have a new person in WWE, if it's a woman, women's wrestler, they have a few with Natty. That's that's the law. If it's a male wrestler, it's Dolph Ziggler, then Baron Corbin, then The Miz. So, the, you know, depending on the show you're on. Those are the safe workers that they that they put you in feuds with. And then if you're facing a heel, then it would go to like an AJ, you know, or, or someone like that. But that's it. Dolph Ziggler is, is the entryway. He's the gatekeeper. He's going to tell Vince whether this guy has it or not. For sure. I agree 100%. Well, let's move on to Ring of Honor with Supercard of Honor. Um, now, I haven't had a chance to watch this yet because I've had to watch other things to do other shows. But I will actually watch it the minute we stop doing the show. So, Jeff, I'm going to just call out the, the matches. You tell me what you thought. And we'll start with Cole Cabana versus Blake Christensen. Um, or Christian, sorry, sure. should I say? Uh, I mean, what happened in this match, Jeff? Was it any good? Um, sure, or should I skip it? Yeah, th- this is one that you can skip. Cole Cabana won. He's he's the AW guy. Blake Christian, I don't think is re- really under contract to anyone. He's just one of those free agents. He might have been with NXT for a minute. Um, anyway, Cole Cabana won. Nothing special about it, but Cole Cabana's a Ring of Honor guy, and he hasn't been doing anything in AW. Uh, I opined uh, uh, earlier that that uh, on on Cage, I thought that maybe he could be the face commentator on Rampage. Uh, that'd be a good role for him. But it's fine for him to be in Ring of Honor and be enhancement talent there. But he won. It, it was an it was an inoffensive match. But you know, if this wasn't Super Card of Honor, it wouldn't be a pay per view worthy match. But this card had seven matches as of two days ago, and I think they ended up with like twelve. Jeez, yeah, that's true. That's actually very true. I was surprised. Yeah. Because yeah, they that's true. It did sort of extend. Well, we move on to match number two b- between AQA versus Miranda Elise. Yeah. So uh, did I say that right? Did, I, think that a- I think it's Alize, but I'm not. I, I, I'm Alize, not sure that. that makes 
That makes more sense. Um, Ring of Honor restarted their women's division about a year ago. Uh, Roxy was the the first champion. Their their champ their women's championship situation is, is very confused right now. As is everything from this sort of restart to hiatus to new restart period. I'm not going to go through that now. This was an, uh, the AEW contracted talent AQA one, but the reason I went through this backdrop is because out of that entire tournament. The only wrestler that impre- that I thought put on consistently good matches and had a personality and could do both face and heel was, in fact, Miranda Alizé. She's sort of like an Ivelisse, but apparently doesn't have the attitude and is younger. So uh, I-, I like her, and I hope that they keep her on. I mean, it's hard to say all the people that lost. Maybe this is their last job under the Ring of Honor AEW banner, but uh, I-, I think she's got a future, and she could be their Roxy, their Cora Jade, their sky blue they're you know they're young uh woman that they can focus on and that can take some l's for a while but you know in two or three years you know be a focal point of their division but the match itself not special but it wasn't bad it was it was it was fine okay cool should i be skipping this one too though jeff i don't know just uh, i I don't remember the or oh watching it yeah you don't need to watch it okay all right cool so we move on to match number three which we have Shinobi Shadow Squad versus the Gates of Agony. Okay, so the good, the bad, and the ugly. The bad is Shinobi Shadow Squad. First of all, that team was supposed to be over. Uh, it's Cheeseburger, who now I think goes by the what was it the world famous CB, uh, and Eli Isom. Eli Isom is someone that that ring of honor was trying to build around which by the way was a mistake the guy is not a star he's got nothing to him so i have no issue with the result the gates of agony or gateway to agony whatever they're called it's a strange name this is khan who was half of the soldiers of savagery uh or you know part of shane taylor promotion so uh moses has not been engaged to date but khan is the one who's built like an action figure with uh long dreadlocks um the other guy is teo or teo teo leone who is a samoan he sort of looks like a bigger version of jacob fatu um with more tattoos um and they look like a pretty badass team and they killed the shinobi shadow shadow squad which you know broke a lot of ring of honor fans hearts but this people like cheeseburger and eli isom is where you know, part of where Ring of Honor has been going wrong for the last several years, and a team like Gates of Agony, regardless of their name, uh, is awesome. And by the way, they're part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises, so which is a throwback to like 40 years ago when J.J. Dillon was the manager of Tully Blanchard yeah. Enterprises before there was a horseman. Um, but so Tully Blanchard is their manager, so I expect good things for them. And and there's more Tully Blanchard Enterprises later in the show. So it's a squash, so you can watch it. Oh, just quietly, all these matches that I've been calling out first are from your pre-show matches. Yeah. Or shall I say the zero-hour matches. Ooh. And in our final zero-hour match, we have two former tag team partners in Joe Hendry versus Dalton Castle. Yeah, um, so these are both two former Ring of Honor guys. Dalton Castle sort of a cult favorite, you know, because he plays that flamboyant character, and he's got the boys, and he's funny. The boys. Um, Were well, the yeah. boys back, actually, Jeff? No, the boys are in, in NXT. They, they're they in security. Oh, yes, they, they, they keep are. getting beat up by Brock Lesnar. Uh, but he's got <laughs> yes. a different set of four boys. 
Um, Joe Hendry is an Aussie. Uh, he yes. used to do a music gimmick where you do I Believe in Joe Henry, and nobody saw him, you know, at, during COVID. And he came back during Final Battle, and it's like he's two of himself. It's like he's swole yeah. Henry now. Uh, so he's been on all the B12 as well. Um, so it's not the <laughs> he same has changed match. actually, Jeff. He looks completely different to me, completely different. So, <laughs> I, you know, I like Joe Henry, I like big guys, but that quick is not natural. He's not really moving the same. Anyway. Oh, a Ring of Honor guy won because they both Ring of Honor guys. Dalton Castle won. Uh, I assume that means he's under some form of contract. I assume that means Joe Hendry is. A, listen, you knew things weren't good for Joe Hendry when he was one of the first people announced to be on Super Card of Honor, but never had a match announced. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Well, we move on to a match that I'm actually excited to see, which was Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane. Surely this was your first pretty great matchup of the evening. Um, you'll like it more than me, but I mean, obviously the guy who's contracted to AEW once, Swerve one, that's sort of a theme for, for the night that when in doubt, the AEW guy went over and the, and the ring of honor guy lost, but yeah, this, this was a fast moving match, but the uh, Alex Zane, uh, I remember him differently than he's performing now. Um, he sort of looked like a mini triple H or used to now he looks sort of like a Sort of like a variation of Dalton Castle. I, I don't know what, what was going on with it. Something was off. But Swerve won. Swerve always puts on a good show. But this, this is not an important match. Well, speaking of important matches, we get Ninja Mac versus Brian Cage. Did I just spoil it already? Who's your new Tully Blanchard client? Are you happy with Brian Cage being in this spot? And more importantly, do you think he's happy to be in this spot? Uh, yes to both. I mean, he's been underutilized. Um, and now, you know, I think he's going to be, you know, I think that's one of the reasons they picked up his option was to feature around him. I think he's going to be the ring of honor world champion very soon. Um, I like the pairing with Tully Blanchard because Brian Cage really can't talk. I know he thinks he can, but he can't, he looks like a million bucks, but he can't talk. Tully Blanchard can. And I like this, this, this group of hostels. I like, I like a big man faction. I, I think this is, this is something that. You know, wrestling needs. I love Shane Taylor promotions. If they're not going to have Shane Taylor promotions, I guess this is the the closest thing I'm going to get. Um, so uh, I like this. This was a squash match. Ninja Mac. Everyone was telling me he's going to be a big star. Apparently, he's going off to Noah. Everyone's like Ninja Mac, Ninja Mac, and I was laughing about Ninja Mac. And you're like, you're going to see how big a star he is. And listen, I know he was booked to be squashed, but still, I think it's funny. Everyone's telling me he's going to be such a big star. He loses in like two minutes, but. No, this was great. I love squash matches. I like Brian Cage, um, uh, you know, as a wrestler, as a talent. I'd like to see him get the opportunity. I know his muscles go rippy rippy a lot, and <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I know he sort of you know falls into that Braun Strowman, Killer Cross, EC3. You know, is is he isn't he in the MAGAverse? But I've I've heard he's a nice guy. He just be, might be a little bit more conservative than woke Twitter. But uh, anyway, um, whatever it is, looks good, and I I, I think that. If you see him on TV with a belt, you go, that's a star. And if he and and if he's your champion instantly, you go, Yeah, that makes sense. I can buy that. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But anyway, move on to Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty speaking of two AEW guys. Yeah, this surely would have been a pretty great matchup. Yeah, this was a good match. Um, Jay Lethal turned heel, one with a low blow. Thank um, you. About time. Yeah, so all of carrying over the story from AEW, um, there was a lot of ties. And 
probably more than I'd like to see come six months from now or, or come, say, two months after they're on TV. Like, I don't want the ties to be cut. I, I like interplay, but this was too AEW-y, not, not, a, not as a pejorative. It just felt like an AEW show. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, this was a good match, but, but Lethal won um, and uh, turned heel. And uh, Sanjay Dutt came out to join Lethal in being heel on a beatdown. And Samoa Joe came out to uh, to even the odds. So Samoa Joe is now, well, he's not Ring of Honor because Tony Khan doesn't own Ring of Honor just yet. So he's now, so Samoa Joe is all elite, though, debuted on Supercard of Honor. Interesting. And I hope we do see him in AEW, as a matter of fact. I don't mind if he goes between both shows, but I want to see him in AEW. I'd love to see a Kenny versus Joe match or Joe versus whoever, because there's a lot of good matchups. I know we've seen him versus Punk in the past and Danielson, but nevertheless, I'd love to see it again in AEW. Most people say that they've seen that. They haven't. Yeah, you're probably right. That was a long time ago. Just like like, uh, seeing Punk's theme like everybody knew he's ring right. of honor thing just like they pretend that, that they watch new japan and love jy just like they pretend that they love minoru suzuki's song but they didn't know what it was i mean you know it's like they don't know cousin nina ray right <laughs> well anyway we move on to willow nightingale versus mercedes martinez for your interim ring of honor women's world championship uh, i it's, assume this was not bad uh, this was pretty bad, but I, I don't know. I mean, Mercedes Martinez is, is a pretty good workmanlike wrestler. Willow Nightingale, people seem to like her. I don't know why. I th- I've never seen her in a good match. She seems like she sort of wants to be Dusty Rhodes. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel it, uh, but it doesn't matter. The uh, Mercedes Martinez won. She is the interim Ring of Honor World's Champion, even though Diana Perazzo actually is the Ring of Honor World's Women's Champion right now, so I don't know why they need an interim champion. Yeah, what's this. happening with that? What? Why? Why? Uh, this is what I heard. I, I, no one's confirmed it, and obviously it didn't work out. But that into last week, Tony Khan was trying to either get Diana Perazzo to perform on the show, and Impact so, said no, or he and or he was trying to buy out her contract so that he could oh. have her and Impact said no uh, maybe they thought he would overpay by three thousand percent like he overpaid for ring <laughs> of honor uh and maybe he just held the line that you know the today's value of her contract I, whatever it is it didn't work out they said no uh impact did have their multiverse show during the day and then they were having autograph signings but the last one i saw diana peraza wasn't on the list so i mean i think she probably could have worked both shows if they really wanted to work it out but i don't know Impact has been burned by AEW before, uh, sometimes on purpose, sometimes it was just an unintended consequence. But even now, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. Well, Impact's one of their biggest stories is Honor No More is a faux Ring of Honor invasion into Impact. Well, now that storyline is completely undercut. I mean, you have to be <laughs> yeah. completely kayfabe bl- blinders to even believe that there's a loose association. So, um, so, uh, you know, Impact can't be pleased with, with any of this. And now they just got a new competitor who's probably going to get a TV deal on a regular channel and probably, you know, by week one, you know, do th- three times what Impact's numbers are. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, God. And yeah, yeah, I guess, and I was going to ask you, I guess AEW and Impact Wrestling's relationship is pretty much over. Like, oh, that's been they're over. pretty much on bad. They're, they're on bad terms pretty much right now. Yeah, that, 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 that's been over since uh, you know, Christian gave back the title. And the good, the, the last time you saw the Good Brothers was, was when it ended. That's true. That's a good point because they're nowhere to be found now, are they? Right. And do you think the Good Brothers want to come to AEW actually in the future? I don't care what the Good Brothers want to do. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if I'm, they do, I hope they get hit by a good humor truck on the way. <laughs> well, personally, I'm a fan of theirs, but whatever. We move on to speaking of tag teams. We move on to the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships between the Briscoes, your champions, them boys, mm-hmm. versus FTR. Now, I'm assuming this one was a wild one. Yeah, this was a really good match. Um, the As the theme goes on, the AEW contracted talent won. You know, the FT, FTR, your new Ring of Honor champions, and now the Ring of Honor champions and the AAA tag team champions. The Briscoes won the GCW Tag Team Champions yesterday. I think the Briscoe brothers are probably done with Ring of Honor, not by choice. I think because of that Warner Discovery thing um, that uh, seems to be singularly at at the Briscoes. I mean, I'm not saying it was the right decision or wrong decision. It just seems to be a strangely specific and, and strangely strong position taken on a relatively obscure wrestler. I mean, I know in the IWC the Briscoes are not obscure, but... In the real world, nobody knows who the Briscoes are. I mean, they probably don't know who. Uh, I, I mean, they probably don't remember Jack and Jerry Briscoe, let alone. I mean, <laughs> West Briscoe might be. <laughs> well, well, I, I don't know. Anyway, is it still wrestling with Briscoe? Oh, God, probably. What else do these guys do? Um, oh, the Young Bucks came out at the end to, you know, attack the um, FTR. Um, the Briscoes sort of came back and helped and chased them away, but this is to further the FTR Young Bucks feud. That I mean, this was probably unnecessary, but you know, somehow the Young Bucks, I'm sure, got paid seventeen hundred dollars each for you know ten minutes of work. Well, this card sounds like a W Supercard of Honor instead of Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we'll move on to Red Titus versus Minoru Suzuki, Mister Kanes. <laughs> Cousin Nina Ray himself, right? Like what everybody knows, apparently, and surely the fans were singing his song. Yeah, Mitsubishi Sashimi came in, oh, and uh, this was not announced, this was a surprise. Uh, oh, yes, you know, and it was for your Ring of Honor TV championship, which I forgot to mention, right? And it's Reptitus, who basically has been with Ring of Honor, you know, Forever. his entire career and right. basically all of Ring of Honor's duration. Um, He's okay. I mean, I hate Red Titus, dude. I don't like yeah, him whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he's never another, have, never will. No, no, he's got nothing. He's 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 another guy that Ring of Honor was focusing on that nobody cared about ever, never will. No charisma. Had a good body, but he was like slim, so it was like you, you know more like an underwear model than than like a Lex Luger type. And he had like. I'm sure he's clean, but he look he looks like a meth at his face. I mean, uh-huh. he, he looks like a Baltimore Billy boy, um, which is a city hillbilly, basically. Um, I used to call him Meth Titus, which is very mean, I know. Um, but he lost. And by the way, the TV title is one of the titles the Ring of Honor said it was discontinuing. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if Tony Khan changed his mind forever or just for this car, just to bring, make the Minoru Suzuki thing feel important. I mean, Suzuki, by, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's in only for a week, you know, for a few weeks doing a bunch of shows. 
he'll probably drop that belt to someone else, probably someone who's contracted to AW before <laughs> before the week is over. Um, we, we could probably, you know, put guesses as to who it would be, you know, probably like Daniel Garcia or, you know, Lee Moriarty or something, you know, so, someone like that. Anyway, uh, maybe BJ Little. Anyway, anyway, Suzuki won. This was a Suzuki match. Rhett Titus, I don't care. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I hear he's a nice guy, and but now nah, he's, you know, he, he's not a star. He's not a draw. Nobody, nobody buys a ticket or or puts the TV on to watch Rhett Titus. I agree 100. Well, we move on to Josh Woods versus Willa Yuta for your Ring of Honor Pure Championship. I assume this one was a pretty decent matchup. And uh, I know you're not the biggest fan of uh, Yuta, but he gets the win. And yeah. wins the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Well, he's the AEW contracted talent. So see the see the uh, pattern here. Also, it, yeah. it, it fits in with the storyline on, on AEW, where he's you know basically being courted by or trying to court William Regal, uh, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley. Brian Danielson was a pure champion. He might have been the first pure champion. I think he was actually Jeff, as a matter yeah. of fact. So, you know, obviously it ties in. So it makes sense. Now, I like Josh Woods a lot. I think Josh Woods could be a star. I think Josh Woods has a, you know, a person. I know Chad Gable's doing well now, but Josh Woods is what they wanted Chad Gable to be and sort of what Chad Gable is now, except Josh Woods is a little bit bigger. But I will say that lately he's he's been on that AEW exercise kick where he's sort of gotten smaller and not in shape. But uh, but he's he's got it. He's a technician. But yeah, he lost. The Ring of Honor guy lost. I don't know if that means spells the end of his time in Ring of Honor AEW. I hope not for his sake, for my sake. But yeah, Wheeler Yuta is the pure champion. Pure is boring. For those who don't know what pure <laughs> is, it's technical wrestling. You can only have three rope breaks. Um, uh, there's no closed fists. You can only get one warning. There there's some there's some other rules that, that you know it's like a technical wrestler's dream. You know, problem with Ring of Honor is they focused on it, so you could have an hour show where it's like two pure matches, which is hell. You have one 12 minute pure match and a regular wrestling show. That's great. It's variety. It's interesting. It's technical. It's something different. But they, they did too much of it. And again, it it, it you know, there's seventy thousand people who like that, but there's seven hundred thousand people who fall asleep. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Even. No, I'm a fan of the pure right. I mean, it's not for everybody. Well, we'll move on to the main event for your undisputed Ring of Honor World Championship between Jonathan Grisham and Bandito. And man, Grisham looks huge nowadays, dude. I mean, for a little guy, he's massive. Yeah, he, he's he is a fire hydrant. Now, this is strange because because there's nothing undisputed about this belt. I was at final battle, people. So what happened is Bandito was the reigning Ring of Honor World Champion. He flunked a COVID test, so he couldn't be at final final battle. They stripped him of the title. Jay Lethal was was lent by AEW to challenge Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship. There's nothing disputed about it. So then they went into hiatus. So they came up with this little story where Bandito, since he still actually had the new Ring of Honor title belt, and Gresham had the old Ring of Honor title belt. That, that 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 was sort of the story that it was disputed. Okay, it's a wrestling story, fine. So this was the first match that was booked. I'm not sure that either of these guys is signed to AEW. I don't think Bandito is. I think he's sort of doing the circuit. I think he's MLW, AAA, CMLL, uh, you know, a few other things. Gresham, 
recently has been on the Impact active roster. That's so right. I think that whoever this is, I mean, fine, Gresham was the last Ring of Honor champion, so that's a little privity. But I think whoever won this, and now we know it's Gresham, which this was this was a good match, by the way. Um, you know, neither one of these guys is really my kind of wrestler. They're both kind of small, um, you know, uh, but it's an interesting mix of lucha and and a pure technical match. So it's an interesting dynamic, just not for me because I've been seeing it for the past year on Ring of Honor constantly, yeah. whether it's whether it's Flamita or the or uh, Ray Horace or Dragon Lee or Bandito. I mean, you know, it, it's you know same thing all the time. Um, but whoever it is, I have a feeling it's going to be an interim champion for the reasons we said. Also, I think that Tony Khan's vision is not of Jonathan Gresham being the world champion for very long. I, I think that I, I think there's going to be Brian Cage with with Tully Blanchard or or someone else. But um, I, I don't think he's building this faction not to not to do their own sort of copycat on the Roman Empire, where you know. He's oh sort of God, no. Well, I mean, it's not going. But you have you're going to have a champion, and they're going to be tag team champions together with the manager. You know, doing doing that thing and listen the kenny did it with you know with with the good brothers and don Callis too and that true that for a while like that felt a little bit different though still you know what i mean well, Even though, yeah. Title too. yeah that's it, true and this will feel different too because they're first of all they're not family and and you know paul Heyman and tully blanchard are very different characters i i just mean the the dynamic and the aesthetic i don't i don't mean the actual act well, we did get Joe coming out in this match at the end of the match. We also had Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Jeez, mm -hmm. I don't know why. Who was the honestly. first one you said? I said, what did I say first? Oh, and also Chavo was in this match. Chavo, Chavo. Yeah, well, Chavo. Chavito. Okay, so Chavo was Bandito's manager, which, I mean, I thought spoiled it because, you know, you know, Chavo's one of the guys that said that Tony Khan fired me without telling me I was fired. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was thinking as I was reading that. So, yeah. So, so I thought that was a dead giveaway. That was a spoiler. Okay, well, you, you gave Chavo back his job. Now you, you're going to hire Bandito. And, and you know, that, that seems more like a Tony Khan kind of move than, than Jonathan Gresham. Plus, I saw Gresham on the Impact roster. So, hey, good swerve on me. I mean, fooled me. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what that means for Chavo going forward. Jesus Christ, man. Well, I think that that just covers it. I am going to watch it. I'll give my honest sort of opinion about it on the next show that we actually do. But it, all in all, it seems like a great a great card. It does no feel very... Shit. I mean, or, or right. most people, you didn't know what to expect. I mean, the Ring of Honor faithful love everything, and they're excited about everything. God bless them. Every company has a fan base <laughs> like that. But most people are like, you know, this 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 card had five matches on it until the middle of the week. Then they announced the women's match with, you know, and then, uh, you know, it just it just it just looked like it was a slow build. They hadn't sold any tickets. Then they did. Listen, Tony pulled this one out. He pulled he pulled the rabbit out. He he put up put up a good card. Yes, it was mostly AW bearing Ring of Honor talent, but what do you expect? What what do you expect? And I think he struck a good enough balance with something old, something new, some surprises, some free agents, you know, some old WWE, you know, Samoa Joe coming in. So I think he struck a pretty good balance. And, and you know, all, all things considered, from a show that could have been an abject disaster, it was not a disaster. People are talking about it. There's more buzz about this show than GCW Multiverse, uh, GCW Collective for the Culture, uh, and CYN in the aggregate. <laughs> That's a good one. That's true. I agree. 
Well, hopefully, all in all, I hope there was a good balance. It does feel very AEW-ish. I'm surprised that the hardcore Ring of Honor, like faithful out there, would be excited. I, I would have thought maybe they would shit on this because of the AEW factor. But there is some of that. I'm not saying that I was talking about before. There is some after, but okay. it's not, it's not, I think. I think they know the alternative was no Ring of Honor. I think I think right now they're they're still happy about the letters and Gresham's the champion and that's good enough for them for now. Okay, interesting. We'll see where this all leads. Nevertheless, I'm excited. I, I wouldn't mind, you know, a bit of interplay between Ring of Honor and AEW if they manage to actually book it right. But we'll see. That's you know we'll see what happens there. In saying that, Jeff, I think that that's the end for the blow off. Yeah. Please tell them where they can find you. Uh, my wrestling podcast was Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Stephen Pena. We did uh, our WrestleMania predictions there. Also, Kevin Castle joined us. Uh, you can find me uh, for the last three weeks. I've been on Uncaged with uh, Jimmy T, often Chris Hams as well, and sometimes I'm on Carnage and Skirmish. My non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is variety, mythology, theology, history. This week we're, we have a, the, the host of the History of Africa podcast, talking about who are the Berbers. Um, and last week I had the Horror King, Vincent from Impact and Ring of Honor Wrestling on, where we talked about horror and, and stuff like that, a little wrestling as well. Garden Views is more sort of like mainstream interviews. This week I uh, had a lawyer who was one of the two lawyers who trailblazed the path on suing state sponsors of terrorism. So it's a really fantastic story. So check that out. And I'm also doing sort of like a mini series that's going to get us to what's extrapolate to the law of space, but we're, doing like earthbound laws for, for now, like the law of the sea, admiralty and, and immigration and things like that. And, but we'll get there. It's a journey. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, you can find me right here at the blowoff.com for the blowoff week in, week out. You can also find me on Hameen Media Group and channelattitude.com and also at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. If you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. I guess that's it, Jeff. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Dose. And you've been listening to the blow-off, the WrestleMania blow-off, that is, right here on channel82.com, presented by Hamid Media Group. Peace. Stable, my friends. <laughs>